Whoa, 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 whoa. The measure of a man. What you mean, like eight inches? <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually mean, man, it's more like eight and a half inches. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I actually mean the journey, dog. Like Plato said it well when he said, the measure of a man is what he does with power. Yo, 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 what's happening? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the DNR Show. I'm your host with the most devote, coming to you one time for your mind, two time for your soul. And those that need my help, call me the doc. Oh, man. Look at, look at the doc coming in smooth like, why you, Why is so much noise, devote? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's been that kind of week, man. It's been a heavy week. Well, you did say you did yeah, say it's been man. a heavy week for it's you. It's been heavy, but we're on the on the upside, we have had some lovely feedback from our episode one listeners and subscribers. You're right, Doc. It's been a fantastic. We 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 launched our first episode this past week. Had amazing feedback. Good, bad, ugly. But to be no, honest, not, not so ugly, actually. That ugly, I can marry the ugly. People have been very quiet on the ugly side. <laughs> that, that ugly side looked pretty because it, it was. Yeah, it, just, it was not unattractive. I would marry that ugly. Uh, it, it was. It was bad looking. <laughs> I would marry that ugly. It side. wasn't bad looking ugly. It was. It wasn't like oh god, no. damn, oh, what the Don't fuck? give up the, the uh, day job, boys. No, no, no it, it was good. I was like, oh nice. shit, oh, yeah, oh. Yeah. oh wow, that's 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 not bad. Yeah, it, that's your first. Oh, you did good for your first. <laughs> so I think I think we did good. So you know, a big shout out to to uh, oh oh man. You know what? Let me have a sip on that one. Let's sip on this as we therapize, as we socialize, dog. Therapize while we socialize on the DNR show. I do want to give a shout out to our subscribers, our listeners. Muchísimas gracias. And beginners. Mm-hmm. There you go. That Spanish lingo. Look at you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for letting us for lending us your ear. We appreciate you. And that's just it. Yeah, we just highly we just appreciate you. Thank you, guys. No, actually, don't expect shit from us. I mean, that's just it. I mean, you know, you gotta pull your way too. <laughs> I mean, you you we're in this journey together. This is te- teamwork makes the dream work, people. I think teamwork makes it. I c- if we keep telling you guys how great you're doing, part of this you know this journey, you guys will just you know you'll slack and you'll start you know. No, we need you. I think I think what we're trying to say is that that it is a journey. The, the our, our podcast exactly. is a journey. What we're going, we're putting it out there, and then we're seeing how we're going. But we want we, what we want to stress is our podcast is like no other. It's unique. It's a bit like when you go and see a therapist and you sit down, you're not immediately told the answer. Doc, hey, this deliver, is ABC deliver that medicine, doc. Deliver <laughs> that medicine. It's needed. When you sit down on the couch with your with your doc. You go through and he says, tell me, tell me about it. Tell me what's on your mind this week. Tell me what's been what's been eating away at you. And you get into it and you get through the nitty gritty and you come through and then that therapist might suggest something. I'll say, have you thought of this? And then you move on to that and then you, you suddenly realise you were doing this and you should have been doing that and there comes the awakening. I hear you. That's where and we want our podcast you to You said, tell me, 
tell me what was wrong. Can I tell you what's wrong? Always, Devoe, always. Let me tell you what's Fire wrong. Fire away. Actually, it's not, nothing's wrong, but let me tell you what's been weighing on me. So all this beautiful energy coming from our listeners literally got me thinking because I had a conversation with my little boss. She came up to me and started talking about, she calls me Da. Dada. So Dada, I can't wait to get married and have babies. So what? And in that moment, my mind just moved to to different dimensions. Oh, understand? Trying to figure out. I no. I mean, I mean, we should explain to listeners that the mini boss is under ten. And over five. Over five. <laughs> she's <laughs> under 10 over five. Yeah. And, and to move... Right, and she's get, right in the middle. To get the whole family mixed. And when we call... When we say the producer, we actually mean Devel's uh, yeah. good lady wife. When we say OLB, we mean... The OLB is my lovely wife. Beth. And the short stuff is my not-so-short daughter, who's also <laughs> between five and ten. But for, for reasons of show, Over we don't want to say names. But, uh, <laughs> so, so that's the thing. So, yeah, she, so she says she wants to get married and have kids. Yes, so I said, "Ooh, ooh, it's okay. happening a bit fast." Is that is that one? But, of the you know, reactions? typically, you know, you hear that. I mean, you know, kids come to you with conversation, and you don't, you know, you don't pay. Yeah, but this is not this is not this is not the six times table here, Defoe. Ex- well, the thing is, I mean, they, I mean, oh, princess, I want to get married to a prince, that kind of thing. You know, you so can you, don't, that. You, don't, you don't put a lot of thought yeah. into it. But this time, I kind of did. This is a bit close to the bone because I just went to. Into this place, and I started thinking, wait a minute. That's actually where we headed. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's what's next. That's what's next. Yeah, jeez. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean. And the baby is oh, lovely, aren't they? I mean, it's just splendid. Yeah, that's not obvious, yeah. which is cool. And Anyone uh, who's not a father out there, that, that, that moment when you first hold your newborn baby exactly. is... We talk about a measure of a man on a show, the making of a man on this show, and obviously that's that's the one big one in my life. It's Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so so and her bringing that, bringing bringing up ooh. that and saying that, that begged the question: Does that feel like the end for you? What is the measure of a man? Because I started thinking. She's talking about I want to get married, have kids. I get that, and I want that for her. Yeah, definitely. I got, I got stuck at the point of who is the guy, who is that man? Yeah, because what kind of values is that man gonna have that you're gonna you're gonna like? And the thing is, have I done my job in stealing the values that will protect my child? To make, to make the right yeah, decision to pick the right man. As the duck, I'm happy to hear this, Devel. You're on the right course. I think we got a boom for that. Keep mother. sailing down this course, baby. You know what I mean? So, I mean, man, parenthood is not. There's, there is there's no, no book. book. There's no book for this. No, well, I haven't written it. You haven't written it. I mean, doc, I, I come to you and I ask you, do you, know, do you have a book? Did you write a book? Here's the thing. The thing. Here's the thing. The thing. I have complained from when the OLB was about six months pregnant, right, right up to the present day, 
that no bugger's written the perfect <laughs> parent book. And there are probably lots of chaps out there complaining to me now that I haven't written the book either. <laughs> you know? It can't. It's... it's, it's um, I mean, we learn this thing when it happens. We learn... You learn on the job. You learn as you go. On the job. You do. It's the one time you learn the shit on the job. That's not quite fair on my parents because I do take a lot of what they did and use that for myself. Who? What my parents did with me, I now do with with the short stuff. Oh, you actually use your your, your upbringing as as, as reference to how you you raise your... And some things. I mean, when the short stuff... When we caught her cutting her own hair on Saturday, <laughs> and I got in all sorts of trouble. Right, I my my instant reaction was thought was that my father would have like gone ballistic and and uh, sent us to our bedroom or something. But we were probably older when he did that sort of thing. But I immediately thought I don't want to do that with the short stuff because uh, she might get a bit like not not want to talk to me or like, get that close to me if I'm shouting at too much. Right. So maybe I don't do what my father does because I. I knew that what my reactions were as a as a son like responding to that kind of. Well, you, but well, then it's very different. Reprimanding a fourteen year old boy as it is telling off a seven year old girl who's just cut her hair off. So, but here's so the thing, though. I might be remembering. Um, memories are funny. You have you have you have one child. Yes. And you grew up. Tell me, I I want to understand because we're therapizing right now. And, I, and and because we're talking about the measure of a man, we're trying to understand. Because when my daughter told me about what she wants to, in the future, mm. get married, and, have, and my mind started racing and thinking about the kind of man she would have, automatically I started thinking, what kind of man am I? And in that moment, I started thinking about my upbringing. Because ultimately that became, defines who the who I am and am I happy have I has the man that I become the man that I am now have I passed oh am I am I proud to pass that on and have my daughter mimic that and use me as a frame and as the emblem or epitome of manhood. That's 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 that's, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah, sorry, that's, folks, we're going in I mean, big. That's huge because <laughs> and when you get to the point, you're like, I am the representation yeah. for this, for my daughter, mm. for this girl, of what a man should be. Have I lived up to that? Do I deserve that? So I have to go back, way yeah, back. Way back. Way yeah. back. Mm. And I want to take you way back. I want to take you way back to when you were born. Oh, going back I a want while now, Devoe. Share with yeah. therapizing right now. Don't worry. We're not going <laughs> you flipped that. it, Devoe. We're not going <laughs> to the point where you were actually made. We're going just going to the point <laughs> you were born. <laughs> don't worry about the. I don't need yeah. you, you. were not even there, so you don't even know how it even happened or where it happened. Do you actually yeah. know what happened or how it happened? Like, do, do the parents share how? Like I, I don't know what we, they, I, we, we, 
I oh. don't know what they the, do in Nairobi, but it's not a very English thing for well, the parents mo- to the, share the, the, the moment, that, that moment like, of uh, conception with, the, the, with their own like, son. You know what I'm saying? Like, the oh, one time we had sex for the, for, the, for the reason that God intended. Not for fun. For the reason of, of, of actual that's the, creation. That's the difference between novels and real life. <laughs> in a novel, you find out how the couple met, how they how they conceived, what well, they did in the field, and then the child was born, and then you you learn about the child's life. I thought white but people do that. You, I thought when, white people actually when, do that. When you the, meet do people, they, not? they never really talk about the. Uh, <laughs> do white people not do that and say they? Uh, I did have one girlfriend, and and her, her parents those, jokes af- right in front Africans, of her. Africans don't do that. Her, like, her parents joked right in front of her and said, "You were conceived in Kent, but actually, you're born in Essex." Yeah, and she was like, "I don't want to talk about where I was conceived." I'm I know. telling my boyfriend, "You're embarrassing the shit out of me right now." And he said, "Actually, it was in the car." Oh, and she was like, "Oh, Dad!" <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Again, apologies. Ooh. We keep pressing the wrong buttons. What we well, need, we're what we meant to press was Poor girl. Yeah, I mean, I found it tremendously funny, but um, so do you know how you? She was uh, happened. No, I uh, no idea. Do you want to know? No, I wouldn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Do you know? Hey, you know what? I've never I, thought of. Even, even I don't want to know. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure my old man would happily tell me. <laughs> oh, he would, right? Oh, yeah, he would. Yeah. Like no, save that. <laughs> save old that. man, save yeah. that, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I actually love that. <laughs> it's, it's, but, it's great. It's but, but, <laughs> You were trying to talk about our upbringings and our culture and our values that uh, during our childhood that lead on to the making and the, the measure exactly. of the man. So I, was, so I said, uh, so, what, what I wanted to know is, mm-hmm. from your family dynam- dynamics, how many siblings do you have? One younger brother and myself. Three and a half years younger, he was. He is. Paint, a picture for, paint a picture for me and our listeners about your upbringing. And specifically, what I'm talking about is you as a boy, you grew up in a father-mother household, right? Yes. You had your dad, you had your mom together, with, present. With the Within the confines of this show, because we're talking about the measure of a man, yeah, I'm going to talk about particularly my father yeah. and not so much my mother here. Uh, for for that reasons, but that's the only reason. Right. My father was, was a car mechanic, and his father was a car mechanic before him. And when my father got to a certain age, he didn't want to be a car mechanic anymore. Are you good with cars? For some reason, he hasn't taught me much about cars. So that apple fell very far from yeah. the tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> when after we were born, whether he thought I can't make enough enough money as a car mechanic to provide and support my family the way I want to, the way I need to. I don't know. I've never discussed that with him. But he left and started up his own business. And then he left when I was... He left He left the car garage that he okay. was, that he was, that he was right. owning and running. Okay. It was a petrol station, and it was a car mechanics, and it was a MOT centre, okay. and it was a 24-hour MOT, recovery centre. MOT is um, like ITV. It's yeah, playing, ITV. Where, it's where, where you get your, your car. Your annual test. Yeah. Annual test for, for checking the car. Yeah. Proceed. Well done. I mean, this is a global perspective. Yes, it's global. We have to understand. It's an English MOT. MOT is English. In Spain, yeah. we call ITV. Yeah. Uh, California. In, in, in the US, it's... Um, it gone. 
More uh, ginkgo biloba over it's here, like, please. God damn it. That's what it is. Like, <laughs> fuck damn. that shit. So, back to the point. My father set up a small business. Emissions. Emissions. It's emissions control. <laughs> emissions test, yes. Oh, no, so, ultimately, that's what it is. Emissions test. It's a skill of a podcast. I know to move on, and you'd, you'd find it, you see. That's what we did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he set up he set up a small business. Right. Then he actually, uh, in the very late 70s, uh, when Spain opened up, he then uh, sold Spanish villas to the Brits. Because oh, okay. Spain opened up. You could actually come over to Spain and buy Spanish property now. And there were a lot of timeshares where people, three or oh, four. Oh, your dad, th- right? Don't yeah, buy three, dad, yeah, right. took my dad. Yeah, three or four people would buy right. part of a Spanish villa. And one of my earliest, well, my earliest Spanish memory is with a handheld video recorder, which for the late 70s was quite something, my dad did. And he said, stand behind the bathroom door, and as I'm going, he was doing a virtual tour. Like 1979, right. a, a virtual tour. He's probably the first person to think of it. And he said, as I get round to the, the bathroom, Wait, he said, you're, you're here, I'm close. He said, and then just open the door, and it'll look like the door is magically opening, and then I can just film into the bathroom. So he said, as you soon as I what, get to here, you open the door. You guys were TikToking in 79? <laughs> Man, <laughs> big up to the dot. Yeah, oh boy, there you go the dot. Seventy nine, you were TikToking. Been a natural ever since. Mm. <laughs> you guys were, you so, guys were ahead of the game, huh? He was, he was, he was doing that. Then he set up his own conservatory business. And I think we talked before about selling and how and how right. he sold. And I used to watch him sell. Um, and I would sit in on, on not just. Um, Exhibitions, but business meetings and sales negotiations, and I would sit there with him and watch him do that. I want to uh, say this: I, I don't mean to cut you short, but I want to say this though. So this entire process and this entire time, looking back now, well, not even just now, but mm-hmm. when you were a little older, was that valuable? Was that was were those moments valuable to you? Did those moments shape you and and kind of dictate some of the decisions you made? After when you decided that I want to leave home and it's do some things? It's a fascinating point because at the time, I did not think it was. Okay. It's only when I'm reflecting afterwards right. as a father and my experience. You thought you knew because, yeah. I didn't think it young was. Young and dumb. Young and dumb. At the time, I didn't think it was helping. Right. And one of the ways that, that I became a man was to rebel in a way and move out of the house Go traveling to India. I go know, to university. I know late. shit. I want to find my own way. I want way, to find my own way. They're always watching you how you do it. I don't want to. I don't want to copy you. I want to do exactly. my way. I, I want to do, do my do thing. Me. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't feel like I could grow into that big oak tree under when someone else was taking the, the sunlight. You said you had a brother. You had a brother. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. How was he going? How was he dealing with that at the same time? Because was he also he trying to got, was he trying to cover out his path at the same time as you were? Or? It was one year when he became particularly rebellious okay. to, to all three of us. Did it affect you? Um, His rebellion, yeah, that 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 affected the the whole ambience atmosphere. Did in the it house. make you he was also just a rebel? fifteen year old? No, no, it made me go the other way. I became the. For that year, I became the the, the, the goody two shoes, the blue eyed boy, and it was like, "Oh, really?" It, well, ask Richard to do it because he'd help us. You ask the other one, he's like, "Did you say blue eyes?" Yeah. Is, is, what happened? Well, he just grew up. I a mean, bit. with well, eyes, you used no, to. A, that's, a, that's a cliche. Oh, sure. you not heard that? No. Oh. what's that? What's like blue eyed boy is like the the the, 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 the good one, the, the nice one, the blonde one, the, yeah, the, 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 the pretty, yeah, the, the pretty, yeah, pretty one. one, yeah, pretty one, yeah. 
Yeah, and, and, so, black, and, and black stuff. No, the black stuff. I mean, you can imagine that, the, the blue eye. Like, which, uh, yeah. which will I, like yeah. who's your daddy? So even, even, <laughs> but like, yeah. If blue eye, like, who's yeah. your daddy? Like, mm. a really good point. The black boy with the blue eyes. Yeah. No. But <laughs> so, even it doesn't relate. Either, but thank you for telling me. I, yeah. I didn't actually I didn't yeah, know that. In, in families, you can have one and have blonde hair and blue eyes and the other one have dark hair and green eyes and same daddy well, yeah, yeah of course yeah yeah you can have different eyes with different the same parents yeah we're not going on Jerry Springer like, like no who, no no who, who's the pappy no. I was born I wasn't born in Norfolk <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm kidding yeah. move on let's go uh-huh. so actually a little a little aside is that how my brother and I got close again after that rebellious thing was um, I think he, his 18th birthday I bought him tickets to Amsterdam and we went to Amsterdam. Wait, you bought him? I bought him flights to Amsterdam. Wow. The hell were you doing for money? Well, I was trading in the city of London. Oh, were you? 21. All right. So I've been in I've been in the city three or four years by then. So it went... Develop. London to Amsterdam tickets in those days were cheap. I mean... Cheap. They still are. <laughs> still are. So, 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 so. So, but yeah, that, that... And he said, what are we doing? I said, well, the... Two of us are going to go to Amsterdam for a weekend and you know, what? do the things they do. Smoke the reefer? Yeah, 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 and just have a look around. And um, that really bonded us as brothers again and, uh, and sort of established our own path outside of our, our father and sort of the control that he had. What was the reason for that? The, well, the, he, what were you, what were you trying maybe, to do? Maybe Dad was, I wouldn't say he was very controlling, but he had a tight, he was firm. tight, tight, firm, he was not strict, he was firm. firm hand on the tiller. Yeah. And I think we're two boys that were pretty, pretty. Dumb and senseless. I think that was important okay. in hindsight, but at the time, it didn't feel that way. So as I got a little bit older, rather than moving out, I sort of got a backpack and, and wanted to walk around India. Who was funding this? Who funded the trip to? So you you're backpacking, right? I said to my father, "I want to quit uh, as a city trader. I was a foreign exchange trader at 21 years old. From 17 to 24, I was a." Foreign exchange trader. 17. So, were you living at home? The whole time, I, yes. I want to go back. Go were you living at home? Yes. You were living at home? Yeah. You were a it, trader. It, How much were you earning at 17? At 17, I started on £8,000 a year. <laughs> at 24, how much were you earning? Uh, I think I was, I was, I was 34000 Not a lot. Your salary yeah. was you. Clothing? Yeah. Going out. Going out. That's it. No bills. No bills. Nada. 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 You got it. Puta madre. Yeah. Nada. Yeah. Privileged. Privileged. But. But there were rules under the house. You You, failed. I was. You. You failed. You failed that you were not complete. Oh, I thought you said I failed. Is it passed or failed? I felt. Felt that you were not complete. Yes. You. I mean, you had a cushy life. It was very easy. All intents and yeah. purposes, you yeah. were, you had a cushion life, right? Yeah. But you said no. To the point where my mother would iron all five shirts for the week, make all the food for me as soon as you got home. My father would sort all the car out. I didn't even lift a finger in that house. All I did was trade. Tell me about your granddad, your father's father. My father's father was a Scotsman. And he was uh, just on 1945. I think he was 17. And I think he just missed the war. And he actually went to Poland, I think it was, and, and did, did some things 
I think it was some not like the Holocaust, but it was close to it. And he's 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 told us a couple of times the stories of 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 moving the dead in mounds of bones. Oh, so you things. actually got a privilege of actually meeting him and talking. I mean, he was. I mean, oh yeah, he died a couple of years ago. Well, you because I I didn't meet mine. Oh so. yeah, no, well, I was very lucky uh, with old Jock to to know him very very well. Okay, and when the OLB met him, she oh really she froze. So yeah, um, it, short stuff has met him as well. Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah. There's a lovely moment, actually. When so, what, one, two, two three? Yeah. Three, Short or stuff or made her great-grandfather. Four, four generations? Is that yeah. four, uh, four yeah. generations? Three yeah. or four? Yeah, four. Four generations? Yeah, yeah. Four generations, yeah. huh? The Short stuff had her first sip of Stella Artois beer when uh, great-granddad Jock gave, gave her some of his, gave her some of his wow. beer. She was about six wow. months old. <laughs> now, that's powerful. He did like a drink. That's powerful. He did like a drink, bless him. That's powerful. Yeah. In fact, it was the uh-huh. whiskey. So, but he, I think, I think that experience in Poland had a, had a huge effect on his life. He, he wasn't one for saving money. He wasn't one for building. Life became very fragile. Death became a real, real kind of event. And I think that was the making, you talk about the measure of a man, the making of a man. Right, right. That made my grandfather, from, from when he's told me those stories, that experience just after the war was particularly poignant for him. So and, they, and they, I think he was particularly hard on my father because of those ah. experience, tough experiences. So when, when my father said, that's not fair, he said, I'll tell you what fair is, son. Right. Fair is the war I've and, just, and, just exactly. died it up from. So when and, my father was hard on me, I thought it was hard, but my father said, I'll tell you what fair is. I'll tell you what hard is. And they lay it out. Yeah, they, yes. so, so we went down through the, the scales like that. So fast forward, you mm. travelled, and I mean, you, you decided to... Okay, I'm going out on my own, and I'm you know. What were you? What were you? What were you searching for? What was that? Are you? Are you? Are you trying to find out your your individuality? Were you trying to find out who Doc is? Were you trying to find and get just move away mm. from what has created a certain identity for you to go and discover? Who I actually, I know what you're saying. I actually wrote it down. That I want to do it my way. So, oh. so it was a regrets. I've had a few, but then again, too few to mention. I didn't really mind. Say it again. Regrets. Oh, slow, slow down, dog. Your therapist. Ther- <laughs> People need to hear that. Well, say one, one more again. Regrets. I've had a few, but too few to mention. It's not a case of right or wrong. I wanted my own experiences on my own. Love it. It didn't matter what. Love it. And I realised when I got held held to ransom in an Indian shop, I was in the middle of nowhere. This taxi driver said, "I get free." So now you're in India. It was. I was in the middle of India, in the middle of Rajasthan, and this this tuk tuk driver was taking me around for the day. Did you take the Darjeeling? He said the Darjeeling train. I, I was. I yeah, was, I did that. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, yeah. For real? Yeah, for real. Yeah. Aww. This tuk tuk driver said, "If Fuck I can you. take, if I can take you to." <laughs> If I, I could was take, worried to take that. I'm like, why? Why is it always white people take this the Jilling train? How many black people? You know what? If you're black and you listen to this, if you have taken the Darjeeling train, get in touch please with us. Get it. We I want to hear know because I want to take, and I have not seen a black. Devote, devote, devote. I will be the man rest. that sees you, the black man, in India, because you and I are going to do some traveling in 2021 when this vaccine comes out, and I we're gonna. I'm taking your ass to India. I heard the vaccine is out. Yeah. So I would. This tuk tuk driver said, <laughs> "If you take me, if if I can take you to three shops, right. they give me 
petrol vouchers. And that petrol. helps me yeah, for my fuel for the tuk-tuk. So he said, you just have to walk in there, buy something, don't buy something, doesn't matter. But they give me a voucher for delivering customers. I said, I'll help you out. I'm up with that. And he said, I'll give you information about where we're going throughout the day. And I said, you've got a deal. So he took me to two shops, worked fine. The third shop was, um, they were selling rugs, selling carpets. But they were importing, exporting these all the way back to the UK. And I said, I, I quite like that colour, I quite like that colour. And then they got these huge rugs out. I mean, they went on, 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 as if you're sort of decorating a palace. And then right at the end, he said, which, um, who do I send, what address do I send these to? I said, no, 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 I was just saying which ones I like. I, like that's a prettier colour than that one. I wasn't saying I'm going to buy them. And, they went, and then all of a sudden the atmosphere changed and he said, no, man, you're buying them. Oh, whoa, whoa. And then, what? then these two bodyguards came in, these two bouncers, and they've got, they, they, these two must have been six foot, six foot six, six foot seven, and they just stood in front of the door and said, you're not leaving until you bought them. And I thought, oh shit, now I'm in trouble. And they said, you're, you're buying them. And I said, are you, are you threatening me? And they said, you're buying them. And I said, I walked up to him. I don't know why. I was so, um, so I mean, so, confident. So, I walked up so, to this um, the guy blocking the door, and you couldn't see. He was so wide, the boat. You here's couldn't here's see past. But here's the thing: the that I'm trying to wrap my head around an intimidating Indian guy. Yeah, they're big. I don't even think they exist. That I'm trying to understand that. Before. First of all, was there an Indian guy who actually scared you? Yeah. For real? Yeah, for real, yeah. I mean, this guy was a bodybuilder, had a big, 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 big beard, huge turban. He looked about six foot eight. You couldn't see any light behind him through that door frame. He took up the whole door frame with his arms folded in his, Indian? Big, in his suit on. Yes. Wow. And I thought, I'm in trouble. I thought I, I needed to travel some more then. Yes, we all do. We all do. <laughs> yeah. So I turned around to the, there are on I there. Turned around to the manager of the shop. And I said, this is completely unacceptable. You can't hold me to ransom notice. I'm not buying any of your bloody crappy rugs. And I made up such a fuss. All of a sudden, another guy walked, ran in with a very, very good English accent and said, what's going on in here? What's going on in here? I said, they're, they're holding me to ransom. You know, I'm not buying anything in it. And he said, it's all right, mate. It's all right. I'm from Birmingham. I, I speak your language. I speak, I speak English. I'll deal with it. Um, and I, they let me out and I went home. But that night in the hostel... I was very proud of myself. Oh, you're saying this to say what? I loved it. I I love the fact that I I had that experience and I came through unscathed and I won. I felt more of a man that night than I did before. But that was self-preservation. Exactly. Right? It's an experience. Yeah, self-preservation. You were protecting yourself. You were were doing naturally what somebody does. I did not know that was how I was going to react okay. like that until... What I want to know is, because we are talking about what it is, what we're trying to understand. We're trying to therapize and understand what is this thing that people say. I'm a, when somebody says, I'm a man. I'm a man's man. That's a, I'm a man. The power when somebody says, I'm a man. That man, mm. mm-hmm. did you automatically have power because you are a man? No, exactly. So what is it? The 
people that we've become now, what contributed to us being the way we are? What shaped us? So I asked you about. I, I've named one experience. I think it's oh, it's these traveling but I experiences. Want to know. It's yes. this. It's this journey you go on, and as you build up these experiences, and as you go through these 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 fights, these tribulations, these these adventures, you after a while, after every three, four, five years, you reflect, and I'll, I'll, that I'll, growing into a man with that reflection, you say. I came through that unscathed. I did that, and I can do this. Whoa. I'll flip the I'm same a, question that I yeah. got from my So flip mind. it back to you then, Deville. I'll, no, before you do, okay. I'll flip this question back to you, and I'll say to you, if your daughter told you, or my daughter told me about, I want to get married, mm-hmm. and I want to have kids, and you start thinking the way I did, to the person that she will marry, go. I would like that person to have good values, integrity. I'd like to know. I think I'd like that. I think I'd like them to be quite well educated. I'd like to know. Could they? What would they do to to support my daughter, and what my daughter do to support them? I think more importantly, I'd actually like to know what makes them click, what makes them gel. That that's what is that you're doing there? What is that? What is it, that you're doing? It, you're interrogating. Trying to, you're trying to find the, val- the the measure of a man. You're trying to yeah. me- you're trying to measure this boy. Yeah, you're trying to measure. You're trying to measure this boy. Might not be a boy. I mean, my my in-laws met me at thirty-four. Hold on, let's. For argument's sake, you're trying to yeah. measure this boy because we're talking about from high school, from prom date yeah. to, Boom, you know, to, to yeah. we're not talking about we're not going yeah. down to marry. We're talking about from the beginning. Yeah, because um, the beginning starts when the the first boy comes and knocks on the door. Yeah, you do interrogate, but you see yourself. Well, you I do see. remember when you were knocking yes. on that door. And you, I you sort of stand up a bit straight. You that's chin the up. scariest you, you, shit I'm put, talking about. You put T's on the end of the word. That's the one. And I'm they ask like, you how much money you're earning. Like, I know your motherfucking <laughs> intentions. I know you. Yeah. I'm renounced to you. The thing is, you don't even know you. Mm. Okay. There is no I know, you. I there know is you. no you at that age. Yeah, I know yeah. you. Yeah. I know what you're thinking. I know what you think you want to do. <laughs> I know what your game plan is. Yeah. I know how you're going to handle this entire evening. I know. I can give you a book. But you haven't written it. <laughs> but, you, but you could give him the book. My, could, ga- my game was good. You'll get, you yeah. Trust me, my book will probably help you. But this is my daughter. <laughs> you know what I mean? One of my, actually, is, looking back, one of my proudest moments, I took a girl called Jo to see the Phantom of the Opera in London. And the following week, I went to take her out to, uh, to, to, to meet her, and we were going out for, for a drink or something. And uh, she was still getting ready, on, uh, sort of powdering her nose, whatever. And the father opened the door and let me in. And he said, he said um, I'd like to thank you for the evening you gave my daughter last week. That was, was a wonderful thing you did. She hasn't stopped talking about it. Was she ugly? Good man, he said. Was she ugly? No. Why did you hesitate? I like to use... 
<laughs> with you, Devon. I never asked you a question, and you, you. You we t- disagree nah, on this. Listen, we you, disagree on you, this. You, and you know we nah, disagree on this. Thing, nah, I like to say. Wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> you you literally took on purpose. two more Will seconds you? longer than you should. I just asked you, was she ugly? No. And you had to think about it. I was trying to get the phrase out. Okay, was she missing teeth? Like a tooth? Like, was she like. She wasn't five. Does she have like five <laughs> teeth? God damn. <laughs> Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Oh shit, she was like <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> so we're now gonna flip it, ladies okay. and gents. <laughs> On that note, we're gonna flip it. Am I right in saying that you're similar to me? You have traveled. Have you traveled to become a man? Was that the actual initial reason? Or was it to see the world? Or what go on, tell me about your reasons why you why you traveled at an early age? I like what you just asked. Was I traveling to become, to become a man? Mm. I like that. I was too young to understand that. Mm. So when I when I travel, I just I wanted to find myself. Uh huh. Okay. You weren't in the cupboard. No, I was not in a cupboard <laughs> or closet. <laughs> no, I was not coming out of it. Oh, it'd be easy if it was on the front. Yes, please. Simple on that one. <laughs> the thing is, so when I when I decided to travel and, and, and move to England, at what age did you move to England? I think my early twenties. Okay, it was more about independence because. Like I said, I grew up single mother, white collar banker. However, and my mother was not strict; she was firm. Okay. So I didn't have to sneak around and do a lot of times growing up. You know, I go. I went to the club. But you, could, you could be open and honest about that. Yeah, when everybody else was trying to sneak around and you know and sneak out and like, oh, you know, it's midnight, or whatever, sneak out. I didn't have to sneak out. Yeah, I actually had permission. That's nice. And for me, I think my biggest thing was not disappointing my mother. That was that was the thing for me. It was not just disappointment. So I would, I would, I would you know, I would, I'd make an effort, and I would, you know, and we go out, you know, even drinking. I would just get a beer because I don't have to binge. But, but everybody who's who's under lock and key and, and, and is thinking out, when they come out, when we all going out, they will try and drink as much because it's almost like, let me get it in because this is the chance. And I'm looking, I'm like, I can actually go out so I don't have to binge. I can just <laughs> have a beer. And I, that and was nice. That was good. Exactly. So I just sip on my beer and I and I keep. So doing when you it. travel to England, you 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 said you want independence, but you you sounded like you were given independence. Yeah, so for me it was just no. I I I said to my mother, I want I want to go to England. I want to move to England, and I moved to England. Was she upset with that? No, but she understood. She understood. Did she encourage it Murphy. or understood? Remember my move to England. I was I, I my first. Landing in England, I was Mr. Kenya. I landed in England as Mr. Kenya the first yeah. time, and I was I was staying in Harrods around Harrods uh, at yeah. one of the, the biggest hotels next door to Harrods. So that was my first picture of England. So I was uh-huh. like, "Oh, 
had this romanticized image of what England mm. was supposed to be until when I decided to come back and live there, and the reality actually hit. Wow. And all the glamour and everything just settled, and it's yeah. just it's just you. Real life. Yeah. Real, life real life kicks in. <clears throat> then, And that's where you start to understand being a man. And, 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 and I look at myself, I'm like, I, yes, I was raised with everything. I was given everything. But I don't have certain things that a lot of people take for granted. A lot of people who grew up with their fathers in the household. Yeah. I have to, I have to learn how to shave. Yeah. I have to do learn how to you know do certain things. So I mean, I went through. So for me, everything was about discovery. And I've been that way ever since. Learning all the time. Learning all the time. Lovely phrase. I've never used that as a disadvantage. I said, "Oh, yeah. I lacked," because I heard. From the people who had both parents lament yeah. and say, mm. I'm lacking. And I'm like, you're lacking? But you got your dad and your mom. And you, I mean, what, what are you like? But I, <laughs> but I never lamented. No, that's healthy. I was the one who had everything. Yeah. How crazy is that? That the, God, the, the kid yeah. who has the one single Woman parent yeah. is the one with no problems who's not saying shit, but the ones who come yeah. from a two-family, two-parent two yeah, household yeah, yeah, yeah. are the ones who are, who are like, oh, man, fuck this. Can I come to your house? Can I, can I have a sleepover? Yeah. Can, I, can I come and can chill I with you out? guys? Can yeah. I come and you know hang out with you? I'm like, for real? Yeah. Interesting. Exactly. And and for me, and, and I realized that very early on. And but, however, what they what I, what they were not privy to is, I did lack role model as far as what a man yes. is supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. So I would clutch into anything. So I would go to my to I look at my uncles. So my my mother's sister's husband. Right. Was a hotel manager, big hotel, and we used to go on a lot of safari, safari, wow, vacations. And he used to wear, yeah, brute. You smell uh, good, you know, brute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And boy, brute became the epitome of manhood for me. Oh, really? And I said, I want to wear brute. When I get to the age, <laughs> when I get to oh. the age of yeah. being able, yeah. and I lined my bedroom up with Brute when I got the chance. <laughs> it's like Old Spice. Uh, yeah. But for me, it was Brute. Yeah. And then my other uncle, you should drive an Alfa Romeo convertible. Mm-hmm. A little spider. Spider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spider. Yeah. You know it. Yeah, I know you know it. what I'm talking yeah. about. And then he used to have a silver brace, uh, bracelet. It was a fi- like a figure. They called a Figaro. And at, how bracelet. old were you when you when they were making this impression on you? I was what same age as we are now, maybe. Boss. Yeah. And maybe, it's, maybe, what's interesting maybe, now is that those two things—that car and that bracelet. 
to us now do not define being a man at all. No, not even that. The uncle that I'm talking about was also very abusive to his wife. Oh, dear. Right? Right. But he symbolized power, money, success. I loved watching him. Yeah. It was fantastic. I hated that part. Yeah. Because we were kids, and and, and here's the thing, when, when when parents think that you're not actually, because you're kids, you don't actually see things. Oh, we did. Mm. Oh, we don't hear. Yeah, yeah. But we you heard. Know. We heard. Yeah, you heard of it. Yeah. We heard. We heard. Yeah. And has that, has that, when you reflect on that now, is that, does that, does that, does that change how you approach how you approach being a man now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you you actively actively say, "I don't want to be like that man." Yeah, I'm going to do these values, not those. Because here's the thing: unlike a lot of a lot of men, oh, you know, just people generally, I had to figure out. I had to pick and choose because yeah. I was now. You've done it all on your own, haven't yes. you? Yeah, I learned how to drive by myself. Gosh. I had to fly a plane by myself. When I went my first flight, I went there talking like I do know how to fly because I spent hours. The same way I did with driving. I've never been to a driver's <laughs> school in my life. Doc, I have never been to a driver's school in my life. Wow. Same way I have not been to a flying school in my life, but I when I went to, what I did was I found somebody who had an aircraft and I said, I'm willing to pay half so we can own the yeah, aircraft watch. together and I'll just pay for the trainer. I see. And we can went half and half on the... On the, on the God, when the on plane's the, coming down and the pilot's dead, I want to be on a plane with you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> we were... <laughs> we just went half on the aircraft uh, and... Uh, but I think I've, I've, I've always just learned how to do stuff. Yeah. I've never had an excuse. I don't make excuses for things. Yeah. yeah. I'm saying. And because... It was understanding, trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure this shit out. Mm-hmm. Because, and then, what happens? Life happens. Okay? Life happens. You get, you, you, you find the love of your life. Yeah. And then life continues to happen. Quick then, fast. Fast. And, you know, and then, you get, you, then you get this precious gift. Right, yeah. that looks up to you. That's when you start asking yourself questions. That is true. That is when you start asking questions. That is when, yeah. because before then, yeah. you're just going through life thinking, you know, you're doing good. Yeah. You're just cruising the, uh, through. The OLB came out with an interesting st- uh, statistic the other day. She said that um, the number of men that quit and change their jobs once they become fathers is more than the number of women that quit after maternity leave. Because the man wants a better job, needs to pay, feels he needs yeah. to earn more. They immediately step up into this, I need to be a father, I need to be a real man now, I need to earn more money. As they actually as, as leave. As opposed to what, though? Were as opposed to what, were bumming not, around. Were you not a real man before? You said, were you yeah. not a real man before? That's what some people say, yeah. That's the thing. That's the, I mean, you can't say that people are not, that are not fathers are not real men. You can't say that exactly. before. 
That's what I'm saying. As Can't opposed to what? As opposed to saying? what? Yeah. As opposed to what? But fathers, when they become fathers, it's still the realization. Yeah. Priorities change. Priorities change. Yeah. Your homies, your your mates, well, you, are not your are not your first. The, 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 you start doing the maths. You start hey, can, you start hey, some adding up. You going, to the if I want to pay for this, I want to pay for that. No. I want to pay for this. I mean, I remember going into the the big supermarket and they they put this uh, the prams in front of me, and they don't call them prams anymore. I don't. Know, they've got these snazzy new words for them. And Actually, he said, you know what? He said, this one is eight hundred pounds. The prams. Are, the pram- I nearly passed no, out and died. No, the there one they're called prams now. Yeah, cost two thousand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I said, "Cause it hasn't got an engine. Be, what do I need to pay? We were all in prams. We had prams. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Now, it? now the prams are the ones with the. Oh, the, the it's, it's, it's like it's like a it's like a Cadillac. Oh, yeah, it's like an old Cadillac. And I was like, oh, I couldn't believe the prices. I couldn't believe yeah, the prices. I nearly, I nearly died that day. But died. <laughs> 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 But and he, all but these, Larry, all these prices. But he, he's here with us. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe, maybe that's part of it. Is sort of, yeah. But do you hear? I mean, do you understand what I'm saying, though? So it's you know when you have that and you try to clutch onto everything, anything, and everything, trying to figure out how to be a man. Mm-hmm. And because I went through all that, and then I, you know, I met the producer, and then we have many boss, and then now we're here. Mm-hmm. And then I hear many boss talking, and you know, and she's flourishing, and my and many boss is speaking three languages, four languages, and I'm like, whoa, that's awesome! Whoa. Like, yeah, we did this. Here's the thing, and then you, and, and, but am I doing her justice? Because here's the, when she starts saying, I do want to get married, I want to do this. I'm like, yes, it's fun and games now. It's like they say, oh, I want to be yeah, a captain, I want to be in a doctor. 10 years' time. However, it could be, you could be walking down the aisle. Typically, it doesn't bother me until that moment. It was just that moment in time that it got to me, and I said, "Wait a minute, have I been the man? What's the measure of man? Have I yeah. been? Because I will, I expect her, or I pray that she will have a good man. But what is the measure of that good man? Who measures that? It's a beautiful question. Who measures that man? I do. Who measures it? Is society or her well, father? Well, both actually. But but which one should you listen to? Thank you. That's it. That's it. So I'm last week we went back twenty years. This week we're going to fast forward, hopefully more than twenty years. I want to, if you can, without being too uh, <laughs> depressing about it, fast forward to Duval on his deathbed. At age 113. God damn. <laughs> his grandchildren oh. around him and his great-grandchildren around him. You look back on Devel the Man, age 113, what do you want to have done, achieved? <laughs> what what makes you the man? Then? What, what, how are they going to describe the man then on that death? When you look back yourself on your life, what are going to be the big things that you've been proud of? Oh, come on. Whoa! God. Are you fucking serious? Yes, Devo. I'm, I'm just going to have a little tipple here. 
<laughs> you, um, yeah. you take your no, time I, and no, answer I think this I need one. to do that. I need to sip on that. Yeah, like, again, again. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I do like to surprise my dear Devoe. Oh, man. And I've, um, I've seen a, well, if y'all can see me here now. Okay. The, the phrase I think I'm looking for is, Gotcha! <laughs> <laughs> You know this is full circle, so it's coming yeah. back to you. But I know I'm looking forward to that. But so come on, the development. So you're asking deathbed. me what, what's the message I'm going to give to in my deathbed? Imagine on my, on my deathbed. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. On your deathbed, 113. Hold talking, holding your holding your eight year old great great grandkids' hand, saying, "This is my last day on planet Earth, but I'll leave you with this." What would you tell your eight-year-old great-great-grandson? Wow. That's powerful. (sighs) I'll say this. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. That's it? You'll be all right. You'll be all right? Yeah. You've gone through 113 years of life. And what the fuck, Devo? You've got to give you more than that. No. No? Nothing? Work it out for himself? 113 years. 113 years gives you. <laughs> you'll be all right. You'll be all right. Would you want me to therapize on that? Yeah. Give you a, a poem and a speech? No. Oh, I think I think we need to build on that a little bit. No. It's not my it's not my it's duty. Not, to no, do your duty is to do it. I'm hundred and thirteen. Yeah. You'll be alright. Listen. You're here because of what I've done. You'll be alright. You're in good hands, you'll be okay. Yeah, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna come out with some. At one hundred thirteen, uh, <laughs> there's not. A, at some, I thought you were gonna come out with another Plato quote or something. <laughs> Have courage, be kind, Why? something like that. No, did that that won't help him. No, no. I'm one hundred thirteen. I told you be kind when I was one hundred and five. <laughs> <laughs> I told you three. All the good <laughs> shit that life has. Well, I already gave it to you. From 96 <laughs> to 107. That's what I was looking for. I, I'm i just saying you'll be okay. God damn it. <laughs> so you're telling me like what? Yeah. Now, I, 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 I therapized 10 years ago. I thought you were going to come about the power. and sort of, sort of, sort of I did 10 years ago. That. Yeah. 10 years ago. You, you do it every day is, is what you say. But so, dementia yeah. is a motherfucker, man. <laughs> I don't remember shit. <laughs> God damn. God damn. <laughs> so there you go, you ladies know, and gentlemen. That is the, the measure of a man. Oh, do I love it? I hey, love it. You're going to be all right. We gonna, <laughs> Everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. <laughs> You'll be all right. <laughs> I'll be fine. I mean, listen, Bob Marley said it best. He well, said everything's going to be all right. Trust in that. When everything fails, you're going to be all right. Yeah, there you go. Say it again. 
When everything fails, you're going to be all right. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I love it. All right. So, here. Come on. You been you 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 put me on the lounge. I oh, do, on, man. You keep putting me on the lounge, but here, yeah, just real quick. Come on, get me your definition of what a man should be, what a man is, what you. Do you know what comes into my head? It's that Gillette shaving advert. The best a man can get. And <laughs> oh, really Gillette, Gillette. That, like cor- Gillette yeah, like. that corny advert where the father and the oh, son man. are standing at the sink and shaving. <laughs> I have a story for you for that, about that one, by the way. <laughs> I don't know if I want it. <laughs> it, says, it says, the, be- the best Saddam can get. No, no, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's what I think that's a story for another day. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> right. So... Um, I think it differs for a lot of people. Um, I was speaking to some friends in um, in the mid-US earlier, and we, we were talking about the guns that they own. And it, it's, it, it dawned on me that a lot of people, particularly in maybe Texas, Oklahoma, the, gun, the guns they have protect their family, and they feel stronger when they feel well-prepared with these guns and with these weapons and these arms. And as an Englishman who's never owned a gun, um, we feel the very opposite. It, it, have you, have, you, have you ever seen a gun, by the way? Yeah, I went to Cambodia on a shooting a, a, range. A, a pistol. And, and, have you ever seen? Fo- I fired a Colt forty five and an AK forty seven at this, this uh, okay. shooting range. Um, Proceed. It, that just <laughs> using those guns only enforced my my Your. Uh, hatred of them. Really, I okay. suppose I think it's right. the best word. Um, what is that? I was in a, a taxi in Miami once. Did you make you feel powerful when you, when, did you, when you fired that gun? Did you make did you feel powerful? The very opposite, Devo. It pushed me back. Did it scare you? No, it pushed me back. Physically, it pushed me back about a yard. Yeah. And it made me realise that all these Mel Gibson films where he just turns around and shoots someone and hardly moves. No, these firearms are bloody powerful. They 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 goes all the way around did it scare through, you? through your shoulder. Did it scare you? They do scare me because one false move and. You've taken a life completely. Yeah, that's the difference between a knife and a and a gun. You know, you can one force move the knife, but you can you can repair a knife wound sometimes, but you can't repair the, the gun wound. So, I, th- I think that the, the two are starkly different. Um, but it's it's more the machismo of the ownership of these that I'm talking about now. With with, with about about the, the the sort of sort of the, the sort of machinations of, of being a man right. um, when you when you can say I've got eight guns and I've got this one I've got this one I've, and I've killed this deer and I've done this and you know, it's a bit like talking like Englishman would talk about what golf clubs he owns and he said that this make and I've got this one and this one and this one and and I think a lot of people a lot of men in the US have these guns and show off these guns and I, you've mentioned to me before when you had a sword yeah. in your car in Kenya yep. you had that sword not for Protecting yourself or your loved ones more as a sign of power. Power. Yep. And there's a lot of men around the world still today in 2020 that still use armed weapons for as a sign of intimidation of power. Yeah. Uh, as a sign of you know, but defining who they are as a man. Yeah. And that's for me personally, I find that very sad. But then, then again, I, I recognise. Very vividly that I come from a completely different culture, right. where I don't get it, and I never will do because that culture has been ingrained for me from the start. But 
it's interesting when we take these like we do on this podcast we right. we try and go from a global perspective exactly and you just 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 listening to and i said i said what what guns have they got in in this house in oklahoma and he said first rule of fight club we never talk about fight club ah. so he won't even tell me what guns they've got you know so, so even that air lends an air of mystery and of I'm, course Intrigue and, and, and intrigue and, and, yeah. and, and, and power and, and, and again power, yes. and power again because it's uncertainty is very exactly. powerful. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, has he got eight guns? Maybe he's got 16. Have he's got the best ones? Yeah, you just don't know. But if he actually tells you what you've got, you go, oh, just that little thing, that's rubbish. Right. But no, if you say, yeah, first rule of fight club, you're leaving it out there to imagine. That's very powerful. It's like and a movie. It sounds, I mean, yeah. it sounds like an action movie. Like it does to us, but for them, it's real life. Yeah. And actually, actually, she was actually bought a thing gun about, for her birthday. Here's the thing about when you have when you actually have a weapon is is yeah. a lot of times even when you're holding it, it feels like a movie. Mm. You fly until you fire that weapon. The first time you fire, there's a lot of men who want to be a, like a the movie caliber, characters, a high caliber pistol. Yeah. There's a lot of men that want you, to be like James unless, Bond and feel more of a crazy, man when you, they're like James you Bond. Will, you will tremble because yeah. the recoil will scare you. So have you ever owned a gun, Devo? Yeah. You've owned one. You've, you've yeah. gone to a shop and bought one. Gone, shot, had, carried. Yeah. Carried down the street? Concealed carry. Concealed carry. Different. Which is hidden in your jacket pocket? Which is you, your license to conceal. A weapon. Carry a weapon. Where was this? In Kenya, having a weapon is not about safety. It's about prestige. Uh In America, having a weapon is about safety and not prestige. Because in Kenya, to own that weapon, for me... I have to go through, I have to jump through a lot of hoops. I have to go through the, to different commissions, yeah. police commissions. Yeah. I have to justify why I have Why you got it, yeah. I have to pay 5,000 euros. Whoa, 5, that's a lot of money. Euro. Yeah, okay. That's a lot, not, more, a lot more than the U.S. then. And not the, not the U.S. You just pay for the weapon and, and get go. It. And, and, you, and, and yeah. if you have no, if you, if you, depending on what state you live in, mm. if you have no criminal background, then you can buy a weapon. You just go, yeah. I want yeah. that gun. Okay. That particular one has a one-week uh, background verification. If you have no priors, you have no, you're not a criminal, then yes. Yeah. In Kenya, it's different. You have to be, you have to justify why you need a weapon. Yeah. Funny thing is, it's the same thing in Spain. I can get a weapon in Spain if I want to right yeah. now. Yeah. I already looked into it. You did? Yeah. Here in Spain? It's easier than Kenya. Jeez. And people do. I've never even thought of it. Oh, yeah. It's very, it's actually, it's, it's much simpler here. Yeah. It's the same. Process is the same. Justify why you need to. Yes. And so the same way in Kenya, if you, if you. Do you if, feel if more you, of a man if, holding if, this weapon? Is my question to you. Oh, yeah. It's not that you feel more of a man. There's a lot of power in that. But for me, here's the thing. For me, it scares me. Mm. I remember firing that pistol. My hands would not stop sweating. Yeah. And I don't even, my hands don't sweat. Yeah. Me too. It was, it was, 
It was weird. It was, it was strange. But it was powerful. What struck me was the immediacy. It was powerful. The immediacy of it. You could take someone's life just like that. Yeah. But now I'm firing. I'm in, I'm in a gun range. And I'm popping off rounds. Pow, 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 pow. Pow. And I'm like, and every time you pull that trigger, it's just power, 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 power. Every time. Power, power, power. Boom. That's what it was. That sounded like a gunshot that time. <laughs> but it doesn't define you. It doesn't. It's, it's not what that's, made, that's, it is not. No, it does not define you. That yeah. is a, that yeah. weakens you. Yeah. In my opinion. In my opinion. In my opinion. I agree with you. It weakens agree you. There. The it values weakens. that I think we need to promote in mankind for me are honesty and integrity. It doesn't necessarily have to be linked to religion. It's not about thou shall do not love, thou shall love thy neighbour. It's not necessarily to do with that. It's just coming down to to good old fashioned values like that. Yeah, I I mean, and here's the thing. I'm like, you know, so we go around through life searching and trying to figure out the measure of a man, and we all have our own experiences, but ultimately. It lies within. It lies through our experiences, and what matters the most is what we pass on. I think it's to our to our children. Trying to be better. Trying to be better. Bit, and I want to close with this, yeah. Doc. Can, if you allow me, can I close with this? Can I say this? Please do, Devon. I just want our audience to remember that this is a do not resuscitate show. We do therapize while we socialize. We put shit to rest. Not about being better. No, sorry. We are about being better. <laughs> Who said that? Did you? We're about being better. <laughs> better humans, better partners, better parents, and frankly, just folks that give a shit about shit that often is overlooked. Okay. I am proud to have Doc as my partner. On a podcast, from the heart, I could not have a better partner to therapize on every time we come on these beautiful, comfortable chairs. For my part, I couldn't agree more. And I say, Doc, we come in less, less therapize. While we socialize. While we socialize. (laughs) So I just want to leave you with this. Stay safe. Stay woke. Look out for your kinfolk. Peace and love. Till... The next episode on the DNR show. On the DNR show. Take it easy, folks. Peace and love. See you later. Thank you for hanging out with us.